Welcome back, everybody. It's your time to add up on the Add Up Experience podcast, where we make education your business. This is your special guest host, Gwyneth Jean Grande. This episode is part of a mini series of the Add Up Experience, where I talk to education leaders about student wellness. Today, I am pleased to welcome my special guest, Mary Kay Connerton. Ms. Connerton is the health and wellness teacher for Annapolis High School and was recently named Maryland Teacher of the Year. She's a member of the Teachers Association of Anne Arundel County, and her commitment to student wellness is a passion she is sharing throughout her county and in conversations with elected leaders and decision makers. She created a wellness program to assist the school community with living healthfully earning the Wellness School of Distinction Award. She co-leads the trauma team programs that focus on healing and connecting communities and pioneered the first yoga program and social emotional learning or wellness curriculum for 25,000 students. Ms. Connerton received the 2020 SHAPE Society of Health and Physical Educators Friend Award and earned a master's in special education and a bachelor's in childhood education from SUNY Cortland. So welcome Ms. Connerton and congratulations. Thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, thank you so much for that beautiful introduction. Why don't you start off introducing how you started in the field of teaching and your involvement with health and wellness? From the moment I can remember, I I really always wanted to be a teacher and a mom, and now I am serving as both, which is wonderful. And as I went through my journey, um, at first I thought I wanted to be a dance teacher, an art teacher, and I I kind of fell into the the world of special education. And from that lens, I I began realizing um, how much uh, my students needed the ability to self-regulate and to really take their whole self into account. And so with this simultaneous knowledge and learning of uh, becoming a yoga teacher, I started weaving the two worlds together. That's great, especially, I mean, my website focuses on the arts and you said you're a dance teacher. I'm a dancer. I dance outside of school and I've danced for many years. So what challenges did you face while implementing uh, some of these programs and what successes have you observed at Annapolis High School? Well, I I think um, for me, the biggest struggle is has been getting the buy-in from people at first, especially fellow colleagues. Be, and I totally understand it, but, you know, we want to be having our children learning what we're teaching them, right? So it's always driven by the standards and the curriculum. And so um, lots of times I know that people get fearful from taking time out of the lesson to put towards anything else but the content. And what I've seen from just my data collection and my experience and trying to do this in a grassroots motion over the course of the past 14 years um, is that it gives more quality instruction when we take a time to pause and um, check in with our um, mental well-being, with our with our whole self, um, when we give ourselves that opportunity to rest. Um, and it really gives us the quality over quantity. Um, so for example, one of my favorite statistics that I have from my data collection is um, in 2020-2021, my colleague and I did a little uh, case study. And so I was paired with his AP physics class and I taught meditation to them. Oh, that's great. And then, yeah, yeah. So um, they received meditation um, every day and um, 
then his class that did not, they, they just went about with the general teaching that he was offering. And the class with meditation, they scored 10% higher than the other class, wow. um, 20% higher than the county average and three times higher than the global average and the highest scoring of minority females. So it really demonstrates the power behind the practice. That's a really interesting statistic because, I mean, I know for myself, I tend to get very stressed out. And so what I've been doing in the past couple of years more recently is trying to meditate. And it actually has helped a lot. And um, we even have something at my school called Espacio. And... It's just a moment where you take some time for meditation. And so they ring a gong over the loudspeaker. And then so you just take like two minutes every morning to just like take a breath and just remind yourself what you're grateful for. And it's it's really it's really helpful because I think high school can be so stressful and tests and exams and that pressure to do well, too. So I think meditation is really important. Absolutely, Gwyneth. And I, you know, when I first heard about your mission and um, saw your website and and this wonderful podcast, um, I was feeling so connected to you because in high school for me, similarly, I carried a lot of anxiety um, and stress. And um, I wished I learned uh, yoga and meditation in those years. I, I came to learn it in, in college and my, my early adult years. And I just find it so valuable. So for me, it's just so personal because high school is really hard. Um, and there's lots of shifts and changes and a lot of growing. And so it's really necessary to make sure that everyone is healthy in their whole self. I completely agree. And I think it just high schoolers, we tend to, I think we tend to decompress with technology by going on our phones, going on TikTok, any kind of social media. And what I've been trying to do recently is after I'm finished with my homework, I do not touch my phone. I just get ready for bed and then I just go to sleep. And then I kind of just let myself fall into that sleep because I mean, there's been so many studies about blue light stimulating your brain, affecting your sleep. And I think it's really important for high schoolers to realize that some of the ways that we use to cope with stress or manage stress is actually making it worse sometimes. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I loved on your site how you were giving shout outs to certain books that you were reading. Yeah. You know, I love reading. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, that the realm of wellness is, is really uh, what it boils down to is what makes you feel good. Right. So reading can be um, a, a form of wellness and of taking that time, that space. And I think too, I, what a lot of people um, overlook for high schoolers, having had the experience of teaching at the elementary, middle, high, and college level, is that the supports are really intricately needed because oftentimes the look is, oh, well, you know, they're young adults and, and yet the, the support still needs to be there. Um, so something that I love about the programming that I've been able to instill is we have wellness groups That's that cool. meet. Yeah. So I'm paired up with a school therapist or um, 
school counselor and we have groups for teen moms and grief and um, substance abuse and anxiety. And it's, it's been really wonderful to kind of see how there's this mold of that therapeutic standpoint and then the actual motion and movement of, of what wellness means um, from yoga to exploring other realms of it, you know? Yeah. And how accessible are these mental health services to all students? So even those who face barriers due to location, financial constraints or stigma, or how do mental health services address like even diverse cultural and background needs of student populations? So I think that's something where for schools, uh, education across the board, we need to do better. The, the wellness program that I'm running is only offered at Annapolis High School. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm the only position of as a wellness coordinator in the district. And um, we have a very, very, very large district. So I hope that this can expand to countywide and, and beyond um, because ultimately the need for the, the various stories that each child brings, right? It, it can't always just fall on a teacher. It needs to come from the like everywhere. And I know the expression is so frequently used. It takes the village, but it's so, it's so true. So we need to be able to like connect with different providers and community members and student services and therapists to kind of have this team effort so that we can really address the needs no matter what the the gender, the the background, the socioeconomic cases, so that it's accessible for all. I think even with technology too, that has helped. I think there's two sides of it. I think technology, it's really helped by students finding resources um, and people to connect to as a mental health resource. And there's the other side of it that we now have unique mental health challenges that high school students face because we are in such a digital age and um, we are very connected to our phones and we're connected online. But I do think one thing that is great about it is that a lot of people now do therapy sessions over Zoom, over the phone. So I think there's two very different sides of it that it can be um, really helpful. And at the same time, it can almost be very detrimental too. I, yeah, I couldn't agree more. I feel like it's almost a, a need for education surrounding that to bring the awareness. Cause I think that's ultimately what we need to do is to bring awareness to, to ourselves, to what we're, what we're giving ourselves, whether it's, you know, the food, the, the drink, the screen, whatever it may be, right? Because we're we're constantly um, being uh, stimulated, right? In our society, it's so fast paced, and, and and the culture that we have, um, and then and then the fact, like, because you kind of referenced too the different types of needs across backgrounds, right? And also different cultures too. They may look at wellness in a different light than other groups, you know. So. Something interesting that my school started that I really love is that we now have peer support groups for certain um, diverse and cultural backgrounds. And so it's a safe space where anybody who identifies with that background or with that identity, they now have a safe space at school. 
they meet and they can talk about it. And it is a very safe space for everyone to just kind of share their history, their background, how they're feeling. And I think that's really important. And I really like that at my school. And I just wish that it kind of became more popular throughout high schools in the U.S. I I think over the past couple of years it has, because I think it's really different when you're surrounded by people who are like you, who understand your background, who understand your heritage, who understand uh, your day to day. And so that's something that I really like. That is wonderful. Yeah. And I find like these groups that I, I've referenced that we're doing at the high school and it kind of flows with what you just said. They, Oftentimes my students will say, I, you know, I, I didn't realize that so-and-so had a similar situation or I don't feel so lonely because you have that connection. And that's so important. I think what's really comforting is knowing that somebody else is going through the same things you are. I mean, even with college applications, like that stress, managing that stress, it feels better to know that, hey, almost every other senior in America, in the world is going through the same thing. They're going through the same stress. I think just having that in mind, knowing that everyone else is going through the same thing, it's it's comforting to know that. It is. It totally is. Even peer support in promoting mental health among high school students. It's become more popular over the past couple years, and I think it's really important. And how do you believe a teacher's role extends into the realm of student mental health and wellness? I think it has a huge role, and I think there needs more support for teachers in that role. You know, for me, becoming a teacher, you know, the book Matilda. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so I always thought when I was little that I wanted to be like Miss Honey, and I thought – this picture of teaching was going to be a certain way, right? And and after all of my um, my studies, right, from my undergrad to my graduate program to then my administration program, you know, I never I never learned about how how do you cope with when a when a student is is killed or a student takes their own life or you have. Um, violence in your classroom or children of poverty that are homeless or dealing with a children who are struggling with their own sexual identity, right? Like there's all these different things that come with teaching that I don't think anyone can ever really be prepared for in that sense. And so I I think teachers have such um, an incredible privilege and honor and responsibility to be such a grounding role in a student's mental health, right? They can, they can technically save a life. You know, I don't mean that to be in a dramatic sense, but, you know, sometimes such a small act of kindness or that connection with the teacher can do more than what you think in that moment. And I, I just think that teachers can really make that shift of supporting the whole student and wellness, and they need to be supported to do that. I completely agree. I Sometimes high schoolers or students in general see their teachers more than they see their own parents. Mm-hmm. And whether that's because their parents work or they're divorced or they just don't see their parents, like you are at school typically from 8 a.m. until 
4 p.m. when you're at classes end, then you have extracurricular activities if you participate in those. And I think a teacher being able to see the way a student is behaving, see a decline in their participation in class or decline in their academic performance. And I think teachers can see that more so sometimes than parents. And I'm not saying in a way that um, parents aren't paying attention to their kids. I just think teachers have a different advantage to seeing how their student will act in a different way. And kind of if there's a change, if there's a dramatic change, if you think that they may need to reach out to somebody to access a mental health resource. And I think a lot of the time teachers are worried that they're going to overstep their boundaries. I think it's okay. It would just feel comforting to know that somebody is noticing that somebody wants me to find those resources. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I I think too, you know, with mental health, safety is the number one thing, right? And so um, as teachers being like mandated reporters, like you were just saying, they get to see so much because of just the time, right? And the consistency. So um, yeah, I definitely did not expect the world of teaching to be what it is, but it has brought (laughs) incredible gifts um, into my life. I know we have to wrap up soon, but do you have any final advice for students, for teachers, for people in higher education that you kind of want to leave off with? I would just say, I think, you know, our, my motto um, or the wellness program's motto, I should say, is, is wellness is the thread that unites us. Um, and I think ultimately kind of what I was saying before that wellness is just what, what makes you feel good, right? So in a healthy way. So just really tapping into that for your own being and knowing that by doing that for you, um, that's going to be that thread that connects us all to to one another and to be able to care for others and our environment and the world, that's you know? Great. Yes. Yeah. Thank you Thank so you much so for much. joining me today. You're so welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Gwyneth. Ladies and gentlemen, you've just add up. Please visit my website, thezenstudent.com. Have a great day.